0: I'm Leanna Shields and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Kimberly O'Malley here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Kimberly, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? I would love to.
1: Good afternoon, Leanne. It's very nice to meet you. Hello to everybody who might be listening. Uh, she said I'm Kimberly O'Malley. I write cozy mysteries and romance, separate thing altogether.
0: and I live just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. So would you like to tell my audience a little bit about your books?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So I have one series so far and I'm on the, let's see, eighth book in that. So my main character, um, her name is Addie and she is a small town, think the beach on the coast of North Carolina. Um, She owns her own independent bookstore and she's just kind of going about her life. And then all of a sudden you know, as they do in these cozy mysteries, weird things start happening to her. She had a concussion or a closed head injury about a year before this started. And so she, there's a tiny little psychic thread that runs through this. She has these prophetic visions that come along. And that's when she knows, like, another series going, another book is going to start, another incident is going to start. And then there's this whole, whole cast of characters that surround her. Uh, a detective who ends up being the love interest. She was raised by her. Great aunts who are now in their 80s and they're like, Think Golden Girls are absolutely outrageous and always questioning her about her aging ovaries. And then there's her best friend, Gray, who she grew up with, who is just outlandish and makes us all laugh. And it's really been a fun adventure for me as a writer. I literally sit at my laptop and laugh as I'm writing this because the stuff that comes out of my brain somehow just is funny. So it's been a pleasure writing them. They sound great.
0: Uh, is any oh. of your writing in? Oh I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I said thank you. Oh. Is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Um, yeah, you know, I get that question a lot. I'm sure you do too as an author.
1: I find every life, everyday life to be very interesting. I love to people watch. I love to look at their mannerisms and how they speak and how they interact with each other. So in that way, a lot of just things that I witness in life ends up in my books. Um, not really maybe the story so much. The setting is on the coast of North Carolina, which is where I live currently, although I'm actually from Pennsylvania originally. I've been down here almost eight years. And it's kind of set on my in-laws lived at the beach when we first moved here. So that whole area of Southport and Oak Island, which I love and we go to at least a couple times a year, it's sort of set there, even though it's it's a fictional town, but most of my writing is based on loosely, usually based on things in my life. And it's funny to me because people who know me before I was a writer will say, oh, that character likes to drink Diet Mountain Dew and so do you. And that character is always wearing flip flops and so are you. So, absolutely little bits and pieces of real life going to my books.
0: I I really think it's hard for us writers not to put little bits and pieces of our lives into our oh, books.
1: <laughs> I mean... Addie has two Shelties I have two Shelties what are you gonna do but I often find it funny though too, because when you're meeting readers at a signing or whatever and they'll be like oh you can just go ahead and put me in your book I'm like okay it doesn't my process doesn't work that way I don't necessarily plan anything that I write it kind of just it's all on the fly which is fun and terrifying at the same time so it's hard for me to say oh yeah I'm gonna base a character on you because it it really just doesn't work that way for me.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work that way for me either. I am like you, fly by the seat of my pants. One of my favorite quotes I've seen is, "I create the character, and then from then on, I take dictation." <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! I absolutely love that. And it's funny
1: because people who are not writers don't understand. When I started writing about eight or nine years ago, now I, it made sense to me to be a planner. You know, we call planners and plotters and whatever. But it made sense. You would write an outline and you would follow that. And I don't know why I thought that would work for me. I have never done that in my entire life. Throughout my schooling, I've never written an outline unless it was, you know, part of the assignment. I don't know why I thought this was going to be different. So literally every time I write a book, every time I start a book, I have a general idea. I know exactly how it starts. I know exactly how it ends. Everything in the middle is pretty much up for grabs. And every time I start one, I little panicky because I think oh my gosh what if this is the time it doesn't work but you know I've written 17 books so far so that hasn't happened yet Phew! but I'm always afraid of it
0: 17 books that's incredible oh
1: thank you thank you yeah I know so many people who are so prolific and I'm like well I also work full-time I have a family so you know writing is not the only thing that I do so it's hard to sometimes squeeze it into the schedule I'm sure you know all about that
0: oh yeah, between the podcast and trying to get my books done and trying to book guests for the podcast, everything.
1: Oh, that I can only a little imagine. It
0: crazy. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And I don't know about you, everybody's. I always love talking to writers because everybody's style and process is different. And I love to just hear what people do and how they do it. But I would, I'm an independent author. I would never make a good you know, published in a big setting publisher, because I don't follow any kind of timeline. My life doesn't really allow for that. But I think more importantly, my creative flow doesn't allow for that either. There are times when I write 5000 words a day, I go then 10 days without writing. So I can't, I've learned really early on not to try to force the process, it has to kind of come at its own time. And you know, too, real life gets in the way I have, You know, almost grown children, but they're still in my life, of course, and a husband and a house and a job. And, you know, you can't always say, oh, I'm going to get this book by May 1st, because it really, my life doesn't allow that anyway. I don't know about yours.
0: Oh, goodness, no. Which is why (laughs) I'm glad I'm with a small publisher who, well, yes, wants a certain amount of words in their books, but they don't say we need those words by this date. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's so
1: good. And I've heard a lot of people have that experience with small publishers. I think I'm just so uh, I think that would make me crazy having that kind of artificial pressure on me. And it's funny when you talk about word count, too, because my contemporary romances are all in like the 80 to 90,000 category. These started the first book in the series started at like 24,000 words. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And the latest one is like 47. (laughs) They they just keep growing. (laughs) I have literally, I mean, you know, I have no control over that. The story is what it is, and it wants to be told, and I just sit there and write it and, gosh, hope for the best. But I've had such great reader interactions about this series, more so than anything else I've ever written, which always cracks me up. Because you never know. You write something, you toss it out into the world, and you hope somebody reads it.
0: Oh, I know that. I started out with independent publishing, and I started with sci-fi. Oh, wow kind of waddled my way over to Cozy. <laughs> I'm you know, still it's... kind of I'm still I'm sorry, kind of in ahead. the uh in the sci-fi fantasy realm because my main character is an elf, but wow, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I would love it.
1: To... Yeah, I have that tiny little bit of paranormal thread that runs through mine too. And that it just like I said, it just happened that way. But I didn't even I was at a signing seven years ago and I was sharing a table with a woman uh Sam McKeever who's an amazing cozy author happened to meet her at the signing in Nashville and I the entire weekend these books were just flying off the table I'm like wow what's going on with cozy mysteries I had no idea I had read like one or two of them and I you know got the idea from there and then it took a couple of years to actually get into that realm but it's just really funny I like writing different genres because they have different voices so to speak from me so I find it very entertaining and you know, intellectually stimulating to write different genres.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's fun when... I've always been passionate about cozy mysteries ever since I read the Cat Who series. Oh, wow. And, and then... But like I said, I started with sci-fi, but... Then I worked over to steampunk and then 1920s steampunk and now finally these cozy ah. mysteries.
1: You are very, very good for you. That's awesome. I always find it interesting when people go, hmm, what's a cozy mystery? And I have maybe you have a good answer for that because I still don't have one. And I always say, well, remember Murder, She Wrote, but that only works with like the, you know, 40s and above crowds. So it's like, oh, never <laughs> have a good answer for that i'm like well there's no blood there's no
0: gore it's very
1: clean but it's fun
0: i know i've i've got a friend in a writer's group that it's like so can you explain cozies to me and i'm like uh no yeah sure (laughs) i try this they're of a certain age where that doesn't work i try this again they're in an age where that doesn't quite work
1: (laughs) exactly exactly At least now, like, the Hallmark Channel has all
0: those the garage sale
1: mysteries and that. So you can kind of refer to those for maybe a younger crowd. But I have never heard, like, a really great sort of pat answer for it, which is fine. I just kind of, like, fumble through it. But everybody's cozy mysteries are different, too. Like, mine have a lot lot of humor in them. And that's kind of the, I guess, edge that I use in marketing for that. Because they are funny. They're funny to write. They're funny to read. But everybody's are different, of course. And that's what I love about it, too. Because even though it's one genre it can be all over the place in terms of you know the content and the storyline
0: right so on the topic of your books uh do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your own with your other characters
1: oh It's always a good question that's like asking a mom who their favorite child is come on now <laughs> um I honestly really don't and I'm not Saying that just to say it, I love all of them, and they—excuse <clears throat> me—they kind of speak to me in different ways. Like I said, there's a lot of humor that goes to it. I really think that life is too short to ever be that serious about anything except for you know the stuff that you need to be. So they're all like Gray, who's her BFF. They grew up together. He's—I um uh, I don't even know how to describe him. He's like ridiculously over the top funny. And then you have the aunties who are constantly talking about her aging eggs and when is she ever going to get married and you know, they want to have, they want to hold the baby before they die, and it's just this constant influx of humor in different forms. So I really kind of like all of my characters. Even the villains, sometimes.
0: Because <laughs> you know you've you got them? a good book when you actually like the villain.
1: Well, it's not so much that you like them, maybe the villains, but they add an interesting twist to it, you know, and they're sort of interest- They're If you've ever seen The X-Files, this is one of my favorite shows ever, um, that's kind of how my cozy mystery series is. Each particular book is a separate entity unto itself. There isn't any cliffhanger per se in terms of the plot of that book, but there are overlapping threads that continue on and on and on. And one big one was that she had a stalker who kind of like came and went for reasons that are not going to be known until book seven. So I finally resolved that one, seven books in and I, and people were like, it just cracked me up because readers would message me on Facebook or email me and say, hey, I've been thinking about this stalker situation, and I know who it is. <laughs> and then they would tell me, and I'm like, yeah, because until book seven, I didn't even know who it was. <laughs> so it was like this <laughs> mythical character that was sort of menacing, but never really showed himself until the end. And, and that used to crack me up, because then I'd write back and go, well, that's a great guess, but uh, wrong answer. <laughs> and in my mind, <laughs> I have no clue i should probably figure this out one of these days but that's that's my weird writing process and sometimes i'm just writing and i have no idea where it's going to end up and my husband who's an engineer who has that very different brain than i do he works from home also and he'll be like walking by as i'm writing and one day i was like laughing, laughing out loud at something and so no, you know what's going on I'm like oh my gosh i had no idea about this character is such and such and he's like what do you mean you didn't know you you wrote that you're writing the book i'm like yeah It doesn't matter. (laughs) They don't always talk to me the way that you would think they would. So (laughs) It's just, I think he thinks I'm crazy, but it is what it
0: is. Oh, non-writers. It's, I mean, I get that so much about having a character that just all of a sudden stepped out of nowhere. And I like to kind of compare it to the Emperor's entrance in the movie, The Emperor's New Groove. You know, kind of kicking in the door, and (laughs) right,
1: right. It's I I honestly, I never meant to be a writer. I didn't start doing this till you know past two thousand. I was in my thirties when I started writing, and it's just so funny to me. Like sometimes I sit and think about the way that my brain works, and (laughs) I don't know whether I should be amused, grateful, or just terrified. But it's true. You're writing something; it'll completely take a left turn. Like, wait a minute. I didn't see that coming this entire series. You know, I, like I said, I'd gone to that signing and then another writer and I, we were going to a signing in Florida and we were talking in the car because she had this idea for cozy mysteries She wanted to write and we started talking about, it. I was like, Oh yeah, I met this woman and she was really cool. And, and I laughed and said, like at the time I was, I don't know, almost finished with my first contemporary romance series and already had like sort of an idea for the second one. So I said, it's going to be like years before I ever get to this. And then like two months after that, literally, at a red light in my car because of course ideas come at the worst possible times (laughs) the entire like backstory for this series like her name and her occupation and she was raised by her great-aunts and she was orphaned really young and like this whole thing I had to pull over because my brain is like basic swiss cheese I don't remember anything anymore I pulled over into a parking lot and on my cell phone in the notes section just typed out this whole thing everything that I thought of at that time and then just saved it and I still have that note and I can come back and look at it and I'm like, wow, that was a really cool red light. <laughs> I, I wish that would happen to me more often, but my great ideas always come like when I'm walking in the morning or when I'm in the pool or, you know, similarly, inconveniently.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I say it's great because I, I so, so relate. <laughs> I think
1: most people, even the people who are definitely plotters and organized and have a whole outline, I think that there's a truth to that for everybody because you can have all the ideas in the world and you can have the outline, but things change as you go along. And I just, I'm so fascinated by it. I love to just sit with other writers. like when I go to signings or conferences, whatever, and just like listen to people, how they write, like some people write first thing in the morning, some people write at two in the morning, you know, it's a lot of times it's fitting in whatever your life allows for, but you have to hear everybody else's how they do this and how they do that. It's just so fascinating to me because we're all doing the same thing and yet we all approach it from a hundred thousand different ways, and that just fascinates me to no end.
0: It really is fascinating. It's one of my favorite things about doing this show. I know with this me, a- <laughs> I had a character that it was like did not plan for them to actually be the killer or be working with the killer. Oh, they were supposed awesome. to be. They were supposed to be just this little two-minute, maybe-drop-a-clue, maybe-not kind of a character. Next thing I know, she's flirting with the main character's fiancé, embarrassing oh. the heck out of him.
1: <laughs> oh my.
0: I love Characters
1: have a mind of their own, and it's really, really funny when you put it into the context of, I'm actually a psychiatric nurse in the real world, so when I walk around saying that people live in my head and talk to me, hmm, that can be taken more than one way, but it is what they <laughs> really do have their own, you know, they take on their own life and they, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been running something. I'm like, no, wait, that's not right. Oh, that's what she wants to do. It's just, it's really funny to me.
0: It's hilarious. Actually, I've got one now that again, he was just supposed to be, you know, a little stop in the grocery store for my main character. Yep. Oh no, he's finding ways to worm his way into every other scene.
1: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious!
0: <laughs> and it's like, dude, don't be a camera hog. There's other <laughs> people here.
1: <laughs> other people want this spotlight. It's not just about you. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because they. The main cast of characters in my series is, you know, fairly small, it's a handful of people, and then there's always other people coming in and out and whatever, but at one point during the books moment, I started looking at the whole stalker angle again. Um, Jonah, who's the detective that she falls in love with, he literally slaps down a piece of paper and pen when she's sitting at the table and goes, I just need a list. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I need a list of anybody you think this person could be, anybody who's ever looked at you wrong, whatever. And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh, crap i'm gonna need all these other people now so she and her you know, best friend gray were sitting there and he's like pulling out rare references to some guy that you know bumped into her in the line at the coffee shop and all this other stuff and i'm like oh my gosh this is really convoluted <laughs> <laughs> just never know where the writing's gonna take you it just cracked me up
0: <laughs> oh that is so funny just because it's like wait i had no idea this was gonna be a thing it's a thing now okay
1: (laughs) absolutely and you just have to I had to learn I'm really a huge control freak in real life which really doesn't lend itself well to writing as you can probably (laughs) imagine I kind of had to learn to let go of that you know and just be like okay well the characters are gonna do what the characters are gonna do and I've found it really freeing actually and just super interesting because my writing has taken different directions that I never thought of when I you know started writing the series I'm like all right well that's pretty cool I never saw that coming and I was just relieved to figure out who the stalker really was. So there you go.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm having to learn a little bit of let let it go with the current book I'm working on, too. Because, yeah, I had to restart my fourth book. Because oh. I really convoluted my mystery into a corner.
1: <laughs> Ouch.
0: Yeah. Now the question, did you cover that yourself or did somebody point
1: that out to you like an editor or something?
0: <laughs> um, It was kind of a weird thing of both. I was talking with a fellow writer in one of my writing groups and all of a sudden I'm like wait a minute this is why this isn't working I'm not in love with the plot. I don't like that i have my victim die in a hot air balloon oops
1: <laughs> and now it's, yeah but that's the great thing about writing you can make up whatever you want
0: it's awesome right and now but i'm it, working on my first ever non-murder mystery now it's loud oh, wow. it's a. I like to compare it to to catch a thief a little bit oh awesome I yeah
1: it's funny I wrote my first contemporary romance series and then I had this great idea for what the second series was sort of a spin-off kind of thing and then in the middle of all of that this idea for a book came and I love you know I always say write what you love I love series because I always love like oh the heroine's you know best friend's sister what happens to them and so I write series because I like to read them so I was all set and this idea for a book popped up that had nothing to do with the second series I was going to write and by the way I still haven't written and I just wrote, like, it was just so pressing. I had to write it. So I wrote this book and I gave it to my editor. And, you know, two weeks later, I'm sitting on my back deck and we're having a conversation. She goes, okay, first of all, you don't write standalone. So what were you thinking? I'm like, yeah, I know but this idea came to me. And she's like, yeah, so this is how we're going to fix this. So this person and that person who also got together, no, that's going to be a book too. So I had to go through the whole book and take out everything that had to do with these two secondary characters. Like, basically just have them meet and have there be a little bit of chemistry. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, at the end of the day, it ended up being a great thing. But when you're being told that and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, all this work I have to do. It is really crazy.
0: Yeah,
1: I I get that. (laughs) But she was right. I'm now writing the fifth book of that series. So obviously it wasn't a standalone. It's just so funny that somebody, you know, from the outside can take a look and go, nope, nope. This is what you meant to do. Like, Oh, okay, thanks. Great. Because I have all that time.
0: Yeah, and you're just kind of like, uh, wait a minute. Okay, this is a lot of work. And okay, yeah, I know you're right, but oh, okay, really, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I had a reader say to me at a signing once, like, it's really great that you guys do this. I love reading stuff that people write, but honestly, I don't ever see what the big fuss is. It's just, you know, it is what it is. It's a whole plot. You just do A, B, and C, and then you've written the book, and I was like, oh, okay like what do i even she said it was a formula that's the word i was trying to think i'm like mm, no there may be a basic formula to a mystery or whatever but if it were that easy trust me it wouldn't take me half a year to write a book so great thought but not really based in reality nope
0: <laughs> oh that would be one of those times where i'm just like okay i give you a notebook i give you a pencil right you your theory <laughs> You have- <laughs> to?
1: i always love with the non-writers
0: all the advice they give you i'm like
1: mm, that's great but not for me sorry
0: right oh i'm quickly running out of time and we haven't hit one of the most important questions how can okay. my snoops and sleuths follow you
1: well there's plenty of ways to do that i'm on social media of course um my kimberly is spelled k-i-m-b-e-r-l-e-y so Kimberly O'Malley. And that's actually my website is just www.kimberlyomalley.com. And that just, that you can go there and look at all my social media links. Because I'm a certain age, Facebook is really my main choice. I don't know how to do all the other stuff so much. <laughs> I'm trying really hard, trying to, I actually opened a TikTok account. I haven't done anything with it, mind you, but I'm <laughs> determined to do something eventually. And my Instagram is filled with pictures of my dog. So there you go. But that's probably. <laughs> The website's probably the best site as a jumping off point. And then you can find my newsletter and different social media links on there.
0: And I'll be sure to include the link in the show's notes.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. This was so much fun. I'm always so afraid to do these things. And I don't know why, because I've only done like three of them. But they're always this really neat conversation, which is exactly what this has been. So I appreciate this.
0: I'm so glad you've had fun. And we are I am quickly getting kicked off of Zoom here. Okay, so, well, it was <laughs> nice meeting you. It was nice meeting you. Well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my my fans out there for listening. And I, and if you're a cozy mystery author who'd want to be on the show, reach out to me at com slash contacts. And if you like cozy mysteries read by live actors, check out The Cozy Mystery Rats Maze, where you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, this is Leanna Shield saying, keep cozy.